The fairy tellers will be back with more myths, legends, folklore, and fables on June 10th. In the meantime, please enjoy the audio from our Instagram live event on April 29th. We retold more fables picked out by our Patreon supporters, featuring one of folklore's most famous tricksters, Fox. Welcome to the Fifth Friday Fable Fest. If anybody uh, happened to be on just a second ago, um, I totally had it flipped around the wrong way. So I hope you, everybody got a good laugh out of that. Um, I'm going to get Jeff over here with me to start. We're super excited. All right. Hopefully he gets that. Hopefully he gets that invite. I'm so excited for Fifth Friday Fable Fest and for anybody who can listen in live with us. This is super exciting. Um, and I hopefully Jeff will be joining soon. Um, I'll keep sending him an invite. Thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the hearts right now to keep my energy going. Let's see if I can get Jeff. He has a couple accounts because he has a personal account and then he has a photography account. If people don't know that about Jeff, um, he does film. So last time we tested this, it like took a while for like the invite to get to him. And we were like, that's going to be probably like the biggest snag is just trying to get the invite to him going. <laughs> just one of them was like, he's unable to join. I was like, oh, that's not great. Oh, I see him at the bottom. Is he joining? Ooh, he requested to join, except. <laughs> Sweet. This is happening. It's really going to happen. I'm like, oh, he's popping up. He's popping up. That's a closet. You did, <laughs> you did the same thing that I did when I first started, which it was like filming the complete opposite. To like, what? I remember when I was setting this up too, I was like, oh man, that's going to be really embarrassing if they see in my like super dirty, messy closet. And the very first thing everyone sees when I join is uh, my filthy, dirty closet. But I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I at least had the opportunity to like, like turn off the live and then restart it. <laughs> no such luck for me. Uh, let's adjust this camera here. Yeah, it's like get get as many views around the room as possible. We can we can say that this is like a behind the scenes like look at our offices, and you're like, nope, that's a dirty closet. That's nope, the illusion is ruined. I'm sitting like in front of the bookshelf in my bedroom on like an ottoman. <laughs> that's not even an ottoman. Well, I guess it is. It's like got storage in it. That's why we have it. It's like a little. All our closets look like that. Says Crystal Witness witnesses wonders which makes me feel very seen and validated and less embarrassed <laughs> <clears throat> that's what you see here for um so fifth friday fable fest um we had our patreons pick our topic and i was shocked by what they picked um, because I gave several options. We did a poll on our Patreon where it was like Aesop fables about Aesop, um, which are really fun, but they did not pick that one. Um, I put up birds because I love birds. Um, I'm still going to be telling some stories with birds, but people, they didn't pick birds. All of these got at least one vote. 
Um, and then the third one was moms, because I thought people might be interested in uh, stories about moms, because it's almost Mother's Day, like in the United States, and we just had Mothering Sunday in like the UK. So I was like, maybe people will be interested in hearing stories about moms. But no, that wasn't it. Foxes. I put more fox tails than people. That one overwhelmingly got the most votes of That's people awesome. who were like, yeah, they were like foxes. I want foxes. I was like, okay. <laughs> we always talk about foxes. Fox is my favorite fable uh, character for sure. So I'm not sad. So without further ado, I'm going to tell the first fox fable getting right and, into it i like it no i'm like in, instagram i think kicks you off of live after like an hour and i think what most of our listeners don't know is that for every <laughs> podcast episode that's like an hour and a half long jeff has to cut out <laughs> a bunch of us like traveling away in our minds yeah, we have uh, like outtakes and bloopers <clears throat> that we release to people on Patreon. Uh, and those just like outtakes and bloopers sometimes end up being like 45 minutes of just us going off on tangents about running after the ice cream truck or whatever it is. So if you if you can't, uh, yeah, that's that's Katrina running after the ice cream truck. He uh, broke down and gave her his phone number, not as a way of hitting on her, but to be like, Lady, stop running. Just call me when I'm in your neighborhood and you want some ice cream and I'll stop for you. Um, all that to say, to hear delightful stories like that that usually don't make it into the final episodes, come support us on Patreon. I think like, the you know the $2 tier uh, gets access to those outtakes. So I think they're hilarious and fun. And there's like an hour's worth of stuff that just gets cut that doesn't even make the outtakes. So we talk a lot. All that to say. And here we are, again, tangent tangentializing again. Oh, so this will be pure chaos. Love it. Absolutely. It will. <laughs> pure chaos. It's like, <laughs> or me being like, no, focus. So hopefully I won't tell like half of a story and then chastise myself and then like plow on. Um, because people love the end of my funny stories. It's <laughs> so on to business. Uh, the first one I'm going to be telling is the fox and the stork. So see, I still got a bird in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't resist, could you? Um, and storks famously bring babies to mothers. So you kind of got the mothering uh, <laughs> aspect of it in there as well. Like we're going to shoehorn as many things <laughs> as we can in there. So fox and stork unlikely friendship listen fox doesn't have like friends <laughs> but one day he decided that he was going to invite stork to come over to his house for dinner together um but it, it was all a ruse not to eat him but to like treat him badly <laughs> So Stork got to Fox's house and Fox was like, oh, great. Let me get dinner for you. And Fox pulls out this like flat uh, dish and puts all the food on it. And he's like, you can eat as much as you want, Stork. 
And then Fox started eating, and, like, Stork, because he has, like, a long, skinny beak, had to kind of, like, turn his head to the side, like, lay it down to get the food, like, off the bowl or the flat dish. So he was really struggling to eat, and Fox thought he was hilarious. So the next week, Stork was like, oh, Fox, you should come over to my house to have dinner. And Fox was like, okay, sure, why not? So he goes over to Stork's house, and Stork is like, I, you can have as much food as you want, except it was in this, like, skinny-necked way. <laughs> And so Stork was like sticking his face into it and eating what was in there. And Fox could only have what was kind of like dripping out on the sides. Um, luckily, Fox took this really well because it says that he remembered how he had treated uh, Stork and pretty much was like, oh, turnabout is fair play. Um, but the moral, I wrote them down so I would get them right. A joke is often returned with interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I love that in this story, Fox took it so well. Yeah. That he, that he wasn't like, um, like, yeah, that Fox wasn't like, oh, I hate you and now I'm hungry. And then like ate stork. Yeah, that's like, that's what the wolf would do. That's a pure wolf move right there like yeah. wolf would be a jerk and like not feed you and then when you did it to him like the exact same thing like just get angry and like munch you down but um yeah not fox fox appreciates the like cleverness that he that that stork went through you know because he recognizes like oh you got me just like i got you and i didn't see it coming yeah it's like classic no and you're right about fox uh or about wolf like wolf is like straight to rage yeah crystal witnesses what says like game recognizes game <laughs> <laughs> game Where... acknowledges game <laughs> game acknowledges game take it took it to an academic level perfect yes, i'm like does any, i'm like if anybody has any comments on that you can totally send them in um yeah, Wolf has zero chill, like at all. Here's the thing that I um, was thinking, like, so the, as usual, I feel like the moral is like slightly off because yeah. like it's paid back with interest, but like Stork just kind of did, it wasn't interesting. He got, the principle was just the same. There was no interest on top of it. He didn't raise the stakes. Yeah. And he just like did the same thing to Fox in a different way. So, so it wasn't really paid back with interest, but I'm trying to think of what even would be like paying it back with interest in that situation. Oh yeah. Cause I feel like paying it back with interest. Um, well, okay. And Crystal is saying that like, well, no, but it was harder for Fox to eat than for Stork. And I guess that's, that's true. true. That is true, because Stork still could. You just had trouble with it, but like, like when on the flat plate, because it's like the flat plate is just open. Like you could still get there, but it was like uncomfortable. Whereas like Fox, like could not stick, no matter yeah, what he did, like, he could no not stick his like, face down there. And that's what I Chan Art. I hope I'm saying your name right. 
Um, Ichan Art said, Fox is our favorite villain or maybe anti-hero. We don't agree, but we still love them. And that's like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. We don't, we don't want to see him get, we don't want to see him totally get comeuppance. Um, but yeah. Oh, this is oh, interesting. Yeah. And then, so the rag goblin says, which that sounds like an insult when I said it. <laughs> the Some rag, rag goblin is coming onto our live, leaving these comments. How the dare you? Goblin. No, that's their actual name, the rag yeah. goblin. And I it love says, it. I recognize that story from the French satirist from the 1670s. Can't I think uh, his name is Jean de La Fontaine. It had a different ending. Fox was left out of town with his tail between his legs. Oh, and there you go. So medieval <laughs> fox tales borrow a lot from, uh, from like basically all over the place. Anything that they could like get their hands on that was kind of like fox related. Um, and so Aesop Fables was one that since it was um, translated into European languages in the 1400s. Um, that was one that like during the medieval period got borrowed from like a lot. Uh, and so you'll have like these little snippets of the um, folk tales or from the fables that end up in like the medieval uh, beast epic stories. Um, yeah. And Reinard, Reinard the Fox, he, if you ever read the book that's like Reinard the Fox, he is not a likable character at all, which was like really upsetting for me when I was like reading it. Um, just because I want to love Fox. <laughs> but some of the stuff he does where it's it's like he's like skinning other animals. I'm like, oh, oh I don't like this. I like him a lot more in like the fables. <laughs> Yeah, and the fables he's just like I've I've said this often that he's like the Oscar Wilde of the the Aesop cinematic universe or whatever. That's a lot of really like what is Oscar Wilde doing in this, in the cinematic universe? But just like always like cracking wise, and this one not as much. He didn't have like any like pithy little witty thing to say, but um, yeah, he's also not skinning anyone alive. Or I guess you didn't say they were alive. I don't know why that's what I assumed. <laughs> But he, but he was. <laughs> if yes. anyone wants to read Reinhard the Fox. <laughs> That's what, there was a time when I was like, oh, that might make a really good episode. It's very, very, the story is very, like, long. Um, and then also it's very, like, this isn't fun. I don't know. Not all of the stories we retell are fun. But, yeah. Better when they are. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Some of our best episodes were when we're talking about death. Yeah. And cannibalism. Yeah. Um, Crystal Witnesses Wonders is calling you out for spoiling this ancient text for all of us. It's like, spoiler alert. Like, well, listen, it's been out. It's been out for a little bit. So <laughs> if you haven't read it, you're either now intrigued or not intrigued at all. Awesome. Um, I was going to say, do you want to retell yours? It's the fox and the mosquitoes. Absolutely, I do. It even comes with a cool picture. 
Fox and Mosquitoes of the title. This is a very short one. So Fox was sitting around one day. Um, it had to have been summer because he was being eaten alive by mosquitoes. And uh, as anyone who has lived somewhere where there's a lot of mosquitoes, AKA me every freaking summer, I just wish for like a super early frost that just kills them all before summer comes and it never happens. There's just always tons of mosquitoes. It's not a pleasant experience. And I'm one of those people too that like, you want to hang out with me outside when mosquitoes are around because they flock to me and they leave everyone else alone. Anyway, um, another fox comes along and is like basically offering to shoo all these mosquitoes away. But the first fox is like, no, 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 it's all right. They will only be replaced by a hungrier swarm. I had rather the full ones stay. Which again, that's an Oscar Wilde line. Better a lesser <laughs> problem than a worse one. Which is like, I have never thought of that before. It's like the, the mosquitoes that have already sucked your blood, they're not coming back for seconds. They're just like, time for a nap. Like, you know, me on Thanksgiving after filling my stuff with turkey. Yeah. I love, people are like, mosquitoes are the worst. I hate mosquitoes. Mosquitoes suck. Um, the place that I live right now, we do not have a ton of mosquitoes because it's too dry. They like, there's not enough like water. So it's, so I don't see mosquitoes. Um, and now every time I go somewhere else that is like even slightly like more humid and mosquitoes pop out, I'm like, this is the worst thing that's happened to me. I didn't want these to exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and opposite of that, I live in a place where it is extremely humid and basically every Port, like back porch on everywhere is screened in because of the fact that there are so many bugs and mosquitoes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm glad to see that I'm not the only person that is like the one that gets eaten alive in the family. I Chen Art also gets eaten alive by uh, mosquitoes in the family. But they said they don't have very many where they are either. So it's like still jealous. But also kindred spirits with delicious sweet blood. I feel like I remember somebody telling me that there's like a specific blood type that gets attacked more. I remember I, hearing that too. I can't remember what it is, but I'm O positive. Well, wow. now crystals. The I will believe that that's of the family. Apparently. Apparently. Must so, have something to do with being the smartest and the oldest and the best looking member of your family. O positive. That's what I am. That's what someone, uh, Crystal in the comments is saying, oh, positive. That's the one that gets eaten by bugs. <laughs> Can confirm. I was about to Google it, but I don't, I guess I don't have to anymore. Nor will even try because uh, I don't need to confirm it. I love, I'm like, I just now everyone, like I want everybody to pop off with like their blood type. Like this is a very interesting way for me to find like blood donors. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave blood this week. Oh man, so that was funny. We, I missed it. I was scrolling back. Crystal also said, Crystal's on a roll down here in the comments, but mosquitoes literally do suck. She says. <laughs> like, that's true. They suck up. And other people are, are oh, a, po a positive, just like your grades in school. But this person does not get uh, eaten alive. Or no, they do. Yeah, they're that, they're at the, I don't know how to say her name, Mrs. Garris? Yeah. Anyway, she said, I'm sorry, but I'm by far the prettiest, and they don't like me. And she is A positive. Oh, we got the rag goblins chiming in here, too. I was told it was vitamin B16 deficiency, but I think it's just person who sweats the most, which actually, uh, 
that applies to me as well. I am a profuse sweater. And I can art says that their dad is no positive, but never gets eaten. So I guess he doesn't sweat that much. <laughs> I love <laughs> it is so funny because it's like like let's solve this. And a bunch of people were like, I get eaten all the time, and then someone's like, it's the person who's the sweatiest. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone telling on themselves. Like, no, um, I don't know. That can't be true. I'm I, was gonna say, I was going to say, going back to like the moral um, of I, like this moral strikes me as kind of the, I mean, it's not exactly the same as uh, better the enemy that you know than the one that you don't know. It's a little bit di like more different than that. But I always hate that, like, as a moral, because, like, so many people will endure somebody being awful to them or, like, being in an awful situation because they think, oh, well, but what if it's worse if I do something about it? And, like, oh, that always, like, that bums yeah. me out. Yeah, I get that. And also within the context of the story, too, it's, like, there's no, I mean, there's literally like three sentences in this whole thing, but like, how does Fox know like that there will be more mosquitoes that will come? Like what if those mosquitoes that are there are just kind of all the mosquitoes that are, you know, in that area and there's not any more around. So if you shoot them away, no yeah. more would come. Um, but you don't know, they're just assuming like all hungrier ones are going to come. So it's kind of like more uh, negative thinking, I guess, potentially. So I see that too. And that's what, like, I feel like Fox is more prone to negative thinking um or i mean maybe it's realistic thinking i don't know it seems pessimistic <laughs> because he always seems <laughs> so, so. mosquitoes are infinite <laughs> <laughs> which you know i i that's that's where i tend to believe i i agree mosquitoes are infinite. like you shoot them away they're coming back or more are coming or because it just it never stops they never stop yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, what are you saying? Oh, just that like Fox has has a very negative view of the world, and I think it's a cross between both he he is a predator, um, and so he knows himself and right. how like he behaves, which is like you know, uh, what is it, a dog eat dog world kind of a yeah. uh, mentality. But then also he's small enough that he is not safe from like more powerful creatures. And so he always feels afraid of being attacked. And then he knows himself as a predator is like always attacking. But yeah, he oh, like he has such a like a kind of a pessimistic view of the world. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other stories where he has a pessimistic I can't like all of a sudden it's like every fox story I've ever heard, I can no longer remember. The only one that's coming to me is the one about like the fox that goes into the cottage of an actor and like sees a mask and thinks like, Oh, this is just an, a, a, you know, a beautiful face with nothing behind it. Yeah. Uh, that's what that's, like, it's like, that's not necessarily pessimistic thinking. That's just not understanding how masks work. I saw something interesting in the comments here. Yeah. Drag, like drag goblin. In the context of Aesop writing for a court slash political situation, it would make sense that there are always more mosquitoes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There are 
always more mosquitoes. So keep the mosquitoes around that you know are already like, you know, sucking off your money or whatever it may be, your power and influence, and they're somewhat sated rather than the, the hungry, ambitious ones that are going to come in and bleed you yeah. even more. I love that because it is like blood-sucking politicians. <laughs> like, ooh, Aesop. <laughs> Pulls no punches that Aesop. Yeah, when he's just like, no, oh man, thank you, the rag goblin. That was like, yeah. like yeah, focusing back onto like court and like what he means in a situation. It's like there are always more mosquitoes. Always, <laughs> always. I mean, and also, yeah, it makes his negative view toward the world make more sense. <laughs> When you're surrounded by terrible people all the time, you might start to think that the world is just full of terrible people. Go hang out at the library. That's where all the cool people and wonderful people are. Yes. Nice. Go hang out at the library. <laughs> that I, I'm like, yeah, I feel, I feel like that, that's an excellent moral in and of itself, Jeff. <laughs> Go hang out that's at the true. library. That's the moral. Uh, interesting. Oh, more, more mosquito facts. This is a, uh, oh crap, I'm going to mess it up. There's like, is it entomology is the one that's, that's bugs, right? This is the entomology podcast. It's an entomology live stream. Because etymology is like the origin of words. Entomology, bugs. But yeah, oh, um, with the fact that is interesting. I heard, iGen Art says, that only female mosquitoes drink our blood to make more babies. So it is worse. Not only do they drink from us, but they use us to make more. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is pretty bad. We are fueling their propagation to just continue to suck our blood more and more and more. And I don't like that. That is not something I wish to participate in. Yeah. <laughs> Huge if true. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I don't consent to that. Like, oh, but it helps to bring more baby mosquitoes into the world. No. And and I, I want to say I'm against that also on a political level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying oh, to think. It's like, was that? Oh, uh, Crystal Witnesses Wonder said, I'd gladly watch you guys do an etymology podcast or an entomology podcast. <laughs> For people who are word nerds or bug nerds. Maybe hopefully, both. Hopefully I pronounced any or all of those words correctly. You, you know what would be a really cool idea for a podcast that no one would listen to? Um, would be an etymology entomology podcast, but you don't know which one it's going to be until the episode starts at the start of the episode. You like roll a die. Like if it's an odd number, it's yeah. etymology. If it's an even number. It's entomology. And so like even the listeners, like they don't know until like, you, you know, you roll into it. It's like, cause those are not, I don't know if those are, you know, pieces of a Venn diagram that have much of an overlap. Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of people would be disappointed one time and like, well, the others are excited and vice versa. So it's not a really great way to build a, a consistent audience. I thought what you were going to say was that the podcast would be them talking about the history of the names that they named bugs. 
Ooh. If you get to flip a coin and it stands on edge, then that's what you get to talk about. <laughs> that that would be I would listen to that podcast. No, because and I'm like, and this is slightly like no, it's definitely off I'm kind of on topic. Um, like I recently, I found a burrowing owl, uh, while I was like waiting to pick up my kids from school, I found a burrowing owl, which I still don't believe that burrowing owls are a thing, even though I've seen the pictures, dude. And they're so little, they only get to 10 inches. Um, (laughs) And yet their legs look so long in proportion to the rest of their bodies. And this one, apparently I heard these kids talking who are like walking past and apparently that burrowing owl had atta- had attacked their dog at some point. <laughs> but anyway, I like looked up the name, like the scientific name of that like owl. And it was in, I can't remember if it's like the, the genus or species or whatever. It's like not the, the last one on the bottom, but the next one. Um, but it was Athene and it's for like Athena because Athena, the goddess, her uh, little animal companion, her like symbol of an animal is an owl. And so these like small subspecies of uh, owl are named after uh, her. So an etymology. (laughs) Entomology, etymology episode. Put it on the schedule. That would be awesome. (laughs) No, and like, seriously, though, because I was thinking before you said that, I mean, there are, I know that there are lots of bugs. Well, first of all, there's like more bugs, like than anything else, like different species or whatever, like than any other type of animal or plant even probably in the world. Um, So they're always like, whenever they're naming like species of something after like celebrities or like famous people, like it's always bugs. So there's like, I think Taylor Swift has a bug named after her, doesn't she? I would hope to be a bird. Because a, a swift is a bird. We got you. Very anyway, but yeah, well, a, Oh, I was going to get back to actually talking about fables. I was going to continue down off of a, a tangent, which is more in keeping with the spirit of our podcast. But I was just going to say, it would be really interesting to do an episode or something like that. Because I remember when we did the thing, I think it ended up being most of this in a bonus episode. Which again, you can have access to bonus episodes if you come and support us on Patreon. Two plugs in one episode. I'm sorry. I'm shameless. Um, but we talked about the plants in the Snow Queen, the flowers, and a lot yeah. of like the stories, the mythological stories that are connected to their names. Like you've got um, Narcissus, you've got Hyacinths, and then this owl is like an you know a, a Athena's owl or whatever. Um, yeah. So I'm sure we can find plenty uh, to talk about with etymology, entomology. Okay, back to the fox. Um. So this this story is called The Grateful Eagle and the Fox because again I guess I wanted to do bird stories but I compromised <laughs> because everybody voted for fox stories. Um not everybody we'll have like one person that voted for the birds who's going to be happy. Um was it secretly me? No, just kidding. <laughs> If I had alternate account, yeah, I'm like if I had been rigging that poll, it would have been all birds. (laughs) But anyway, so this one's called the Grateful Eagle and the Fox. So there was once an eagle that had been caught by a hunter, 
Um, and the hunter decided that he wanted to keep this eagle as a pet. And so he clipped its wings and then just chained it to a stump in his yard. So it was just sitting in this guy's yard, like on a stump, miserable. And this other guy who was a fowler, he came and he saw that bird and he felt so bad for that eagle that he paid to like take it home and he nursed it back to health and was able to let it fly. I don't know anything about like clipping birds wings or whatever. Um, Cause I was like, I didn't know that they could grow back or because I remember I had like, I had a friend that had like pet parrots or something. And it's like you clip when you clip like the feathers, like on the tips of their wings, like it's not like those feathers then would fall out and then they'd like regrow with other feathers or whatever. And uh -huh. I guess it does like, in, I, I don't really know either. I just remember like someone explained this to me when yeah. I was like 12 years old, but it's like, so they do that. So they can't fly very well. So they can't like get very far, which does anyway, there's things about that, but um, you know, but apparently like it does like grow back. It's not like they're like clipping, like yeah. when you like declaw a cat, like people think like, Oh, you're just like removing the nails. And that's nice. Like, no, when you declaw a cat, you're like cutting off the very, like your finger from the very first knuckle. Like that does not, return and grow back but like uh, supposedly clipping the feathers on birds wings um i i would not don't do it but recoverable i think according to like a 12 year old <laughs> that i yeah. heard when i was like and i guess in this story like that's what happened is it's like its wings grew back this fowler nursed this eagle back to health and when it was ready the fowler released the eagle back into the wild. And the very first thing that the eagle did was he flew out and he found a, a hare, a rabbit, and he caught it and flew it back to the man who had helped him uh, to like heal and then like released him. And he gave him the rabbit. So he like repaid him. And Fox, see, cause Fox had to pop up in the story. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I was waiting. I was like, "Wait, what is the fox going to come up?" Like, it's more like the Grateful the Eagle. Button. Was the Grateful Eagle top billing, or was the fox top billing? I don't even remember. It was the Grateful Eagle. Was still oh, okay. uh, anyway, so the fox saw the eagle drop off the hair to the guy who had nursed him back to health, and the fox was kind of like. Um, I think that it would have been smarter for you to give a gift or a present to the guy who first caught you because then he wouldn't feel so inclined to maybe like catch you as he was last time. And Eagle, very like snidely or not snidely, because I think rightfully so, he was like, well, that's fine thinking for a fox. <laughs> But he's like, it is in my nature to serve those who have been kind to me rather than be governed by fear. And the moral is fear commands poorer service than kindness. And so that's another story where like um, Fox has a very cynical view of the world and very like calculating where he's like, oh, that guy who is nice to you for nothing, he'll be nice to you for nothing probably later too. So don't even bother giving him a present. You should instead give a present to the guy that you should be afraid of. Uh -huh. Because 
then maybe he'll treat you better. And it's like, oh, Fox. Yeah. Sorry about the way that you see the world. <laughs> that is, I like what you said there, but it's kind of like a very like calculating, uh, you know, view of the world. I'm starting to get text messages on. Um, very calculating, like, you know, he's doing like the analysis, like someone who is like already nice to you, like the, the ceiling on their niceness, like it's going to be harder to be more nice, but someone that's treating you badly, like they've got a lot of ways to go. So it's like, if you're going just on amount of niceness increased, uh, then yeah, I can see how that might be. But it's like, I'm also thinking like, uh, if you give someone a gift because they were mean to you, I took, you know, intro to psych, psych 101 in college. I remember about Pavlov's dogs, behavioral conditioning, like behavior that is met with a reward is repeated. So they're mean to you. You give them a gift. They're probably going to be mean to you again. Yeah. That's what I chant art is saying. Uh, Fox is toxic. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Fox is definitely coming from a mentality of, like, trying to, uh, and again, I we've used this to describe but Fox before, weaseling up to, like, other people who he thinks has, like, more power or more ability to do damage. Oh, no. Uh, Miss Gearis? Gearis? I'm so sorry. She said it sounds like my ex-husband. Like, oh. <laughs> yikes. Uh, <laughs> super toxic. Um, what was I saying? That um, Valerie. Thank you, Valerie. Um, <laughs> that, that's easier to pronounce. Um, the Valeri? <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. But yeah, like Fox is always trying to figure out how to like um, weasel up to people who are like in power. And so it makes sense that like his way of thinking is like, oh, no, no, no. Like that was a bad idea because nice guy over there. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> like what a sucker. Like he was nice to you for like no uh, good reason, uh, forget that guy. And it's like, no, I'm totally on Eagle's side where he's like, no, I am going to reward my friends and I'm not going to suck up or be nice to people who are awful. I'm going back to some, I'm going back to some comments before we continue this train of thought because they're agreeing with me and telling me that I'm right, basically. But we had people saying that, you know, that when you do clip bird's wings, apparently it's a thing you do and it makes it so they can't fly. They do it to chickens. Uh, iChan Art says, uh, the rag goblin brought up something. It was like an Instagram account we all should follow. follow. Uh, the Raven Master for the Tower of London on their Instagram account, uh, he says it takes three years for ravens for their, uh, I guess if you clip their wings for them to grow back. Um, and other people, and Valerie also agreed that they do grow back, which is good. I'm glad they don't stay uh, clipped forever. Yeah. No, I mean, that's interesting, too, because, like, three years, if that guy was taking care of that eagle, because, like, I, I, we don't know, like, how long he had eagle. If it takes the, like, what are they, ravens or crows? 
What did you just say? Uh, ravens. If it takes the ravens three years for them to like grow back, if it took the eagle like a similar amount of time, then this guy was taking care of that eagle for a really long time with like no no repayment forthcoming. He was just helping to help. And so, yeah, it is like, no, Eagle's like, I'm, I'm not bringing a present to the man who had me tied to a stump. Yeah. Like, that is not how I do. I don't know why I'm thinking of this. Maybe because I was primed to think etymologically, but a fowler has something to do with birds, right? Yeah. Fowl, like ducks and chickens. Yeah. Um, they're not a falconer, but they, yeah, take care of birds. A f yeah, a fowler. But I was thinking, like, a fowler sounds like, to me, I would assume that it's, like, uh, someone that, like, hunts down, like, fowl, like waterfowl, like ducks or whatever. Fowler. I love the people who are calling me out. They're like, Fox barely showed up in that one. <laughs> this was a bird story. <laughs> <laughs> so like, liar oh bird a fowler is bird husbandry so yeah <laughs> bird husbandry yeah a, a person who hunts wild fowl according to merriamwebster.com the first known use of which was before the 12th century so there you go fowler it's also a last name i know people named fowl somebody else with Tony Bell, that's what it looks like. What the, what the name looks like. I'm sorry if I'm messing up people's like usernames. Um, they wrote it's sales tactic: woo the people who don't buy from you, as opposed to the people who will buy from you regardless. And then Crystal Witnesses Wonder says, "Yeah, Fox is very transactional. Um, he is absolutely yeah. like that where it is. He like he does not." Um, yeah, he, he is not looking at the world in like a generous way. It very much is like whatever is good for him is what he's going to do. He looks out for number one always. He's never thinking like, oh, you did a kindness. Now I will repay you. He's always thinking like, how do I get the most out of this situation? Yeah. Rag Goblin popped in with something I thought was interesting too. We're saying uh, not to say that Fox is right, but his mentality is very in line with long-term abuse victims. It's an understandable decision that comes from survival. Again, not to say that it's correct, which I can definitely see that, especially um, going back to what we're talking about sort of towards the beginning of this stream with the fox being in this interesting position between being, it is a predator, but it's also kind of prey to bigger predators. Um, and like yeah. in all the stories, there's plenty of stories where, you know, wolf is like abusing fox. Like we've talked about that before, about how like the wolf and the fox stories, there's one where it's like, this is like, classic you know like domestic abuse kind of like dynamic going yeah. on between these two characters oh yeah that yeah yeah. maladaptive these maladaptive uh that, that yeah that was the a thousand nights episode yeah so yeah. Yeah, I mean, that does make a lot of sense especially again given the fox is kind of interesting place yeah and it is like i mean especially when you look at fox as every single fox as the same fox yeah. It's like, I mean, throughout, like, all of those stories, but then also, like, in the hierarchy of, like, the jungle. Not the jungle. Fox. Do, 
Some foxes, I think, live in the jungle. <laughs> you all, you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but when you look at like where fox is situated, where foxes are situated, and like the lineup of things, it is this like very precarious position of like being a predator, but not being the top predator at all. This is a psychology podcast. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Getting in, getting into the in jokes. Thank you. Love it. Oh man. Please and, do not listen so- to us for psychological advice. Our lawyers um, wanted us to say that none of this should be taken as any type of uh, mental health advice. We are not uh, fit to be <laughs> telling anyone how to live their life, especially when it comes to mental. Oh man! But yeah, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, like fox so often. I mean, people are saying like it's maladaptive. It's like, yeah, he really is. He's got a great survival instinct out of necessity. And so it's like, yeah, it definitely reads as trauma. Yeah. And it's like the, we talk about this fox being very like smart, kind of like pessimistic, realistic. And like the, 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 I wouldn't even say it's, you know, until we go in like D&D terms, like it's not the intelligence stat that's high. It's the wisdom stat for a fox that is high. And that wisdom for the fox comes from experience. And again, going back to your super great comment you made at the beginning is because as a predator, he understands how predators think. And also being smaller than some of the bigger predators, he knows what it feels like to be prey. So he has that unique kind of insight and experience from both of those that he can pull from, uh, you know, like when making decisions and judgments about the world. So, love it. Love it. Pam Shindo. Guys, again, I'm I'm trying. Pam Shindo said, it's an everything podcast. (laughs) You really can learn a lot from these stories. Yeah. No, and that's the thing is, like, (laughs) we talk about so much stuff because stories talk about so much stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So true. And much like an everything bagel, it's delightful in small doses, but you don't want to eat a lot of them in one sitting. So uh, I wouldn't recommend binging uh, our podcast. Actually, I would. Do it. (laughs) As long as you're not going to be kissing anybody later. Who cares if you smell like garlic? (laughs) I I love that you were like, oh, sorry about the shameless plugs, like, earlier. And then now you're like... (laughs) Don't, don't binge our podcast. podcast. Don't you like, dare listen to <laughs> like ten minutes at a time is all you should do. We're too much to handle. <laughs> like speaking of excellent <laughs> sales tactics, <laughs> we're like we're not salespeople. We're like <laughs> don't binge. <laughs> Man, we've got some funny people that are are there. <laughs> uh, this is better than therapy because I'm not having to face my own trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie's like, hey, that's that is the valuable thing. That is the valuable thing about stories too. Is like, and again, like I used to teach children, and so it's like getting to talk to them about different scenarios through storytelling before they actually experience it, or if they have experienced it but they don't have the words to talk about what they experienced, you're suddenly like giving them the words to like talk about. And I mean, we talk about that as if it's important for children, but like, obviously adults still need it too. That's why I love reading like all kinds of books. And so I have, 
the words to talk about trauma. <laughs> uh, the only thing that's going through my head right now is that like TikTok sound. The only thing that's going through my head right now is that TikTok sound of like reading, you know, Aesop's Fables. Like, wait a second, are these effing fables about us? <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, the story so. about us. Uh, uh, all right. Did you want to retell another one that's more about foxes? I did. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how the fox is going to play into this one, but I'll just let you all read this all yourselves and see what we're going to be talking about. Here. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I don't want to read that out loud because I don't know how Instagram's uh, like demonetization thing, but I do love these stories about donkeys. I was I was thinking if we do this again, the if we do this again, the next on the next poll, one of the options is going to be donkey stories. <laughs> <laughs> we have the opportunity to <laughs> be really immature. <laughs> yeah, like this one. The just the beginning, the first sentence is classic. A man drove his ass to the seaside, having purchased there a load of salt, proceeded on his way home. It's going to get laden with salt and sponges. I don't know if I want to read on. Okay. <laughs> that one has nothing to do with foxes. <laughs> the man... I, drive, oh, I was going to say, I want to drive my ass to the seaside. <laughs> I haven't been to the beach in <laughs> Please do. Uh, <laughs> especially if it's a seaside down near where I live, my neck of the woods. Okay. Yeah. For real, because I think we're getting close to our hour here. It goes by fast. The man and the fox. Again, I'm, I'm a little suspicious because the fox is not getting top billing. But it's not a bird, so I know Katrina wouldn't be like, I'm going to tell a bird, a man story. No, no one cares about humans. <laughs> it's very different. I'm okay. going to tell a man story. Uh, the man and the fox. So there was a man whose uh, orchards had suffered greatly from the ravages of foxes, it says. And uh, being very upset about this, getting his margins cut into by the destruction wreaked by these foxes, he uh, decides to try to catch a fox. And he does one day, catches the fox in a trap. And in like such a rage, like this anger that has been building up, he wants to punish this fox for the, for the things that it's done. So he ties the fox's tail with a toe that had been steeped in turpentine lights it on fire and lets the fox run off. So this fox is now running with like a flaming ball chasing after it. And uh, the guy thought, thought this would be a good idea. And it was not, I hate that. Um, but he gets what's coming to him because the fox who's in pain and freaking out and can't get away from this fire just starts running and running, and running, runs straight through the field that was, you know, ready to be harvested. Tons of corn there catches all the cord on fire and the flames also fanned by the wind just take over the field and completely lay it to waste. And the man who was upset because the foxes were eating some of his food uh, lamented bitterly that he had not chosen some safer and less cruel means of revenge. Yeah. Um, and the uh, moral, if we're ready for it, <laughs> that escalated quickly, Crystal says. Absolutely. Yeah. Do not let your anger crush your wisdom. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, I mean, whenever I read stories like that, I'm always like, okay, this didn't like literally happen. Like it is a story or else it's like, that's horrific. And not to say that no one's ever done anything horrific to Fox right. before. Like absolutely animal abuse is like a thing that happens. Um, but just like thinking about this, I mean, especially if we go back to thinking about this story in a political sense or even like a, yeah, like a, a wartime sense or whatever of um, retaliating quickly and without thinking, thinking things through. If you just are reacting from a place of anger, I mean, not just in military, but also like in your life, if you are just reacting from a place of anger, you are going to cause problems. Ooh, some great wisdom down here in uh, iChan Art. We have a saying, the one who stands up with anger sits down with damage. 100% true of the man in this story. I love yeah. that. Yeah, because it is like, he, he reacted so quickly without even thinking about like the full ramifications. He was just like, I want to cause this list Fox so much pain, terror, and anguish for what it did to me that he didn't even think about what that would mean for him. And he ended up hurting his own interests even more. Like he was upset at the Fox for like having messed up or like eaten some of his like animals or what was it that he had. Um, it was like his orchards. It was just like taking some of like the fruit or something that was under the that, tree. Yeah. And then it's like, and then he ended up doing way more damage to his own stuff yeah. than the fox had done. And like thinking about that, like on like a personal level of like in our own lives of like when, whenever you react very quickly in anger, I mean, not, not to like totally get into like TikTok dramas or like anything like that. I'm not going to like, name like specific like things or whatever but we've seen stuff like this like online where somebody will like feel like they're being harmed in some way they'll react really really quickly and then it, it, like just you know burn their own field because they just got up in anger too quickly and then it's like and now i've damaged everything yeah I think on like even a smaller scale, I think of, you know, you walk into a room and you like trip on like something that's on the ground or like whatever. And then like, you're like mad that you kind of stumbled on this thing. So you like kick it, but then you end up just like, you know, bashing your toes into this thing and like hurting your foot even worse than it was to just like accidentally like bump into something or, you know, like situations like that. Like when you act in your anger, you just end up hurting yourself more than like even the thing hurt you in the first place, which I think in yeah. this story is like a really good analogy because exactly it was, it was like he was mad because some of his, you know, fruit, his crops, his produce, whatever was being taken and he wasn't making as much profit or whatever. Um, so his actions to get back at that, like, hurts that exact thing that he was trying to protect in the process. Yeah. Like the exact thing that he was trying to, like, punish someone else for doing to him. He's like, and now I ruined everything. <laughs> Oh no, Valerie said, it's me, you're talking about me. Is this fable about me? <laughs> it is about all of us. 
Um, which is something that I love about Aesop's Fables, again, because these effing fables are about us. <laughs> these animals are personified because they're standing in for different types of people, different aspects of, like, human personality in general. Like, I basically see a little bit of myself in every single fable that we read, regardless of what animals or humans, the ones with humans are always the worst, um, are, are in them. Well, because so often the humans, like, will act so badly. We did have one nice fowler today. That's true. I forgot the fowler was in, was in that. Well, and I forgot that fowler like, was human. Yeah, I'm like, that evens out because in that, in that story, because there was one person who acted, that one human who acted terribly. That's true. So, so far this live, we have two bad humans to the one good human, which is about right from the people that I've met. No, just <laughs> I know more, way more good people than bad people. You're like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> oh no. That's a, that's a really Fox way of viewing the world. No, these are great. I liked them. So, I was sad that Fox wasn't my favorite. You know, there's only really one where he was like doing the quipping. Uh, in a way, well, I guess two. Again, we're halfsies on it, but that we're was really just a sad one with the fox. The fox was kind of like incidental to that story as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Valerie's saying it's because humans are worse than animals. They are. <laughs> I feel like humans, one thing that makes us really unique is kind of what the fowler demonstrated. And that's that like, as animals ourselves, we will go out of our way to be kind to other animals for not a whole lot of reasons, just for the pleasure of like even seeing other animals happy. Like we will go out of our way just, and no other animal or there aren't many animals that I, I can think of that will do that too, that will go out of their way just to make another animal like happy. Um, and yeah, uh, I Chan Art said, but some animals can be jerks too. Yes, they can. Ducks are horrible. <laughs> and dolphins murder for fun. Yeah, they do. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a mixed bag. Yeah, <laughs> dolphins might be worse than us, actually. Like, yeah. So, like, it is interesting, but most of the animals that I know deserve all of my love, and I like to do everything I can to make them happy. I purposefully have planted plants in my yards just to make the birds happy. I'm like, like, oh, hummingbirds, they pass through here. They need a snack. I better dedicate my whole yard to making sure they can have snacks. <laughs> oh, man. So we are almost at an hour. Um, this was really fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun for sure. Thank you everybody for being here. It did. It totally added to the experience to have like live feedback, uh, live comments happening there. Yes, I love all of the dolphin slander at the bottom. <laughs> oh, it's like like. <laughs> We always talk, okay, so this is the rag, uh, the rag goblin. We always talk about the dolphin that saves the human, but never the dolphin that lets the human drown because dolphins leave no witness. 
<laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, no. And then Valerie said, Katrina is a snack. I just, I had to read that out loud just because I know that once uh, this video goes down, all the comments kind of, they go away. And so I needed it on the record that someone said. <laughs> you needed it so on the record that, that someone said that you're a snack. Yeah. So I just ah, wanted. Jeff wanted is also to a snack. Someone said oh. that. You, you, oh, you just have to believe me. Don't look. You can't verify that, but someone did say that I was also a snack. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> oh, man. And, oh, man. Thank you, everybody who is listening today. This, it, Seriously, this was so much fun. Like, Jeff and I got into it thinking, like, okay, if it's awful, we never have to do it again. And if it's really fun then we thought this would be an awesome way to start doing Fifth Friday Fable Fests. Uh, and this was awesome. And all of you made it so great. So thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Jeff, did you want to say anything before we sign off? Yeah, just, yeah. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. I totally expected it to just be Katrina and I uh, talking as usual, but there were so many of you here and that makes me happy. People are thanking us for the live. Thank you. Don't thank us. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It was it was super fun. I definitely enjoyed it. And I'm glad I'm excited to do it again. Whenever the next fifth Friday is. And it said, look at the questions. The only question that I can see, it was from Jeff, and it says, Why is Jeff so dang handsome? Yeah. Someone someone did say, look at the question. Someone all you already called you handsome, but it was me. I called myself handsome. I was hoping that Katrina would share that to show what it looks like <laughs> when you share a question. Because those do pop up on the stream. Oh, okay. Or like on the after, afterwards, I think they pop up on screen um, when you share a question. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll find out soon. Oh, Crystal said she takes it back. You're not a snack. I, because I made the joke. I said that she was my mom, but she's not my mom. I was just joking. because People weren't going to see the comment. <laughs> oh, awesome. Everyone, thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. You guys have totally made my week. And don't feel like an idiot, Ai-chan. You're great. Thank you for trying to help build me up by pointing out that people think I'm handsome, even if it's just me. <laughs> and Crystal. And my mom. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks so much. <laughs> if I know how to turn it off, we're live forever. Just don't stop waving.